The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Rogers shotgun, Dylan to his right. And he takes hands off to A.J. Dillon. Rushing his way inside the front to the goal line. And he piles into the north end zone. A.J. Dillon on an eight-yard touchdown blast. Rodgers now in the shotgun. Dillon to his left. Jones to his right. Now Jones motions wide to the left. Quick toss. Jones left side. Gets a block from Watson. Cuts it back. Ends up. Touchdown. The rookie with the block. Aaron Jones like a rocket into the end zone, and the Packers lead it 23 to 6. You know, I know we're coming off a very disappointing game against Kansas State after a great week, and you know this game has a way of humbling you real quick. And you know I think after beating Creighton and having a chance to beat the number one, what is now the number one team in the country in back-to-back games, and then went down and did not play well, obviously in Kansas City in a neutral site game uh, down there. So. You know, just got to find a way to bounce back, get that energy back, do, do the little things that have allowed us to have some success this season, get our identity back. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and cream Tuesday morning alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, back with you on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We are happy to have you along this journey on Tuesday. DB, great to see you again. And here, I don't know if you can see the whiteboard in the background of my stream yard there. What do you got? Oh, you know I can't read. Uh, what's up, DB? Hey, hey what's buddy. up, DB? How are you? <laughs> Shane, so I walked in this morning and Shane goes, what am I supposed to say again? Ooh, what's up, DB? Shane. I'm like, come on, man. But he got it in. He said, what's up, DB? Hey, that's huge. See, Shane comes in handy. Yeah. yeah kind of like how very, having very the last name Rogers comes in handy on Monday night. Oh, I see you working. When he's not running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Right. Sure. Hey, how about all that gray in his beard? I don't know if that was like excess snow because there was a little bit of a flurry, but in that post-game interview, I noticed I noticed a lot of gray starting to form in A-Rod's beard. No, that I AR12 is getting a little gray, man. Hey, can you imagine playing in that offense sometimes? It'll gray you up. It, it, can you imagine having gray in your beard? Oh, wow. I do. I have plenty. That's why I, that's why I keep it trimmed low. It's not very kind, AR. You don't use just for men or anything? No. No, I don't think I'll ever be that guy. Gray's fine. I mean, no biggie. I don't yeah, at least so far. No, no big, big deal. deal. Exactly, Doc. No You're a wise deal. man. Well, I don't know about that. I think I was one of the guy I think I would bring what is it, frankincense, mirror, and maybe a gold. little gold. How about that? I'll Did bring you one. say mirror? Like your reflection or myrrh? Myrrh. M-U-I-R, correct? Mirror, yeah. Okay. Did you say mirror, though? I don't know. Maybe. But you have to be careful because when you get on me about enunciation – 
from a guy that hammers names 98% of the time, I'll get you. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely get you. So you got to be careful which game you want to play. Well, and you know what? There's two today, so I probably should not have started with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, it's like I tell you. You got to be able to take as good as you give. Yeah. And I, you know what? I, maybe I try to postpone this as long as I can. But uh, We're delaying, uh, the, delaying the inevitable. But no, let's let's get let's get through what people can expect for today. Uh, we'll, we'll hit on Nebraska recruiting right off the top. Uh, we will go into uh, a little bit of Omaha basketball as they began Summit League play yesterday. It's a good win. And then what's that? It's a good win. It is a good win. Uh, a healthy second half performance for that group. Talk a little Nebraska basketball as they participate in the battle in the vault today. And uh, we have some great guests lined up for the rest of the show. It starts with Bill Bender at 8 o'clock at 8.30, Robin Washington and Joel Lorenzi at 8.45. So uh, plenty to get to today, but let's start where I kind of regretfully uh, put myself in position to say some names. Uh, we'll kick off with recruiting. And DB, are you having fun deciphering Matt Rule's tweets? Because I am. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, we've kind of joked about that over the weekend. He he knows exactly kind of what he's doing. But what happened was, I think once folks started to play on the emojis, he's just going to let it ride. And uh, he's having fun with it. So far, his social media game uh, has been pretty elite. I, I think there's a method to his madness. His staff is kind of on board with it. And uh, I, I just think they're having fun. I mean, they're off to a, a really good start in, in 2023. I think they got three commitments yesterday. Um, addressed an edge rusher. You get an O-line. You get two O-line, D-line types. Uh, and so I think, man, I it's not quite as good as could be expected because you always want some more big guys but there's plenty of time so i'm not you know i'm not going to work in that absolute oh it's as good as you know, it's good it's been very very good and i think that they know that they've got they've got room to grow yeah i don't know how much text he's used in his tweets outside of emojis lately but i bet it's been a couple of days since he <laughs> has said one word on twitter yeah and and I, he's done a lot of retweeting there's i don't know so, about texting they're so aggressive um just in their style and what they want to do. Coop and Coach Rule called uh, Caleb yesterday, last you know, last night, and it's just they, you know, they were just up at the school a couple of days ago. Foley's been there back to back days. They've canvassed the metro. They're working on the national scene. They, uh, I call him Coop, Coach Cooper. I'm gonna get out of that habit. Um, I think uh, people know who you're referring to when. You're talking about the coaches. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Coop's the only one that uh, I know, and I and I and I the only one that could go by Coop. I called Satterfield Sat the other day, and I'm like, ah, we're not quite there yet. Give me time, but I'm a nickname kind of guy anyway. At least if I like you, um, so it's just like you're you're coming off the official weekend. Um, you got a you had a lot of fellas in. I, I'm not sure when they're sleeping, but. I don't really think they care because they're getting ready to, to chop to chop up winter conditioning and, and how to get started with that, too, once the guys get back from school. So, man, they hit the ground running, and they're starting, they're starting to build their class the way that they want it. 
If you want to be involved on the show, give us a phone call at 888-638-4876 or hit us up in our comments where we stream on YouTube and, and Twitter and wherever else. You can find Hail Varsity Radio. That's where we are right now. Mark Medford chiming in, coffee, cream, and an extra shot of Shane this morning. So, <laughs> good on you, Mark. Hey, good morning. Shane, what are we rolling with for the hoodie today? What do we got? Oh, come on, Shane. You're sitting down. You know I can't see you. Uh, Omaha Lancers. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, hockey, hockey buff. Yeah. By the way, congrats hey, to your Blues. Hockey. Congrats to your Blues last night getting one done. Well, in, hey, convincing, f- in convincing fashion. Did you end up yeah, with a well, nickel spot? What's that? You end up with a nickel spot, five? Yep, and I went to sleep at the end of the second period. Yeah. I think Those 9.30 starts, man. I can't do it. Are you an old man? What? No, I just have to get up at five. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's totally You, awesome. however, don't sleep, so you could stay up. Well, I wa- So I wanted to watch a little bit to see what was going on with what the, all the buzz was with Buffalo and the Golden Knights because I had a – I had a good buddy that swore up and down that Buffalo was going to win, and I was just trying to figure out what he was saying and who tipped him off. And sure enough, the Sabres upset the Golden Knights on the road. I was like, huh, he should probably go buy a lottery ticket. Now, I think the backup goaltender was in he for was. Vegas. He was. But still, a healthy fave. Hey, minus 160, something like that. Don't sleep on the Sabres. Tage Thompson's the real deal. Hey, and who would have ever thunk after getting rid of Eichel that and that debacle, that it would have gone the way that – I mean, could that have been handled any worse? Uh, no. So, I mean <laughs> – Well, maybe it could have. Yeah, again, another one of those absolutes. i got to give myself wiggle room. But I, it's like going back to Nebraska and they're, they're recruiting and just talking to a lot of the guys and kind of how it's transpired. And they, they, most of the guys keep saying the same thing. They like the energy and they like – I'm going to use the word authenticity. The young people say they keep it real, right? So, like, those seem to be the reoccurring things and you and themes, and you get that when you talk to the staff. Now, a couple of guys aren't as talkative. Coach Knighton, uh, we're still working on uh, old pot roast, uh, being a little more talkative. But a lot of those guys, man, it's just it, – it's, it's a competitive – competitive bunch and that's the name of the game when it comes to recruiting nowadays is sparking those relationships and keeping those relationships it's kind of the situation when you look at early signing period uh with that taking place tomorrow you take a look at malachi coleman the in-state number one nebraska uh, recruit out there and he's still uncertain about his status meanwhile he wasn't about a month ago because Nebraska had built that relationship with him, and now it's kind of starting back from ground zero. And I thought Matt Rule did a tremendous job of keeping his commitment. I would use the term warm uh, because it, I, I don't want to say red, hot, red hot, because I, I, I don't want to allude to anything or speculate. But uh, talk about just implanting yourself into that kid's brain right away. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think Nebraska's still in really good shape with, with Malachi. I don't – I'm not – I think they're going to be okay there. Um, an interesting one will be in Lincoln, the other one in Lincoln tomorrow with Benny Nagoi and what he wants to do. I know that Iowa State staff pretty well, really good at what they do, Coach Haycock and 
and and Matt Campbell and and company just really passionate about their role and he's been committed for so long so you know I told you 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 listeners out there I was a little surprised but pleasantly surprised to see him that following Sunday remember at the invite only deal I was like wow that's pretty impressive right you 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 called him immediately upon taking the job. You must you the the dialogue was going on all week. You get him there on the weekend. I mean, he was all smiles and well received. I was like, oh, they're gonna have a chance to make some inroads. So he will announce tomorrow. That one's gonna be interesting. You get Mason Goldman in the bag from Gretna, who I think I think he's pretty underappreciated. Um, yeah, speak a little bit to that because you've seen him a lot this year. Unfortunately, some a little too close, right? Um, and watched him over his careers. We've we've been in a few battles together with them, and and I told him I was joking with his dad a couple weeks ago. I said, for such a nice kid, he sure is mean spirited on the football field. Like he is, uh, you know, we cut up all these clips and and we're watching him just kind of mow guys down and finishing blocks and you know we told our guys listen if you don't want that to be you <laughs> you're gonna have to match his energy level because he plays hard and uh he was equally as good offensively and defensively and he's the second guy with Major Jack I think I'm saying that correctly um your guess is as good as mine that could, that I, I, when could I go it o- out, I could, went match Jack could, could match Jack is I'll take it could go O-line D-line as well but I think Goldman's going to lean towards O-line, but, um, you know, we'll see on that. But just a really good player. He's long. He plays with good leverage. You don't have to worry about his toughness at all. And I'm telling you, Drew Down, as sure as I'm sitting here, the best thing that I like, I, I think it's not a surefire indicator, but what I've seen over the last 25 years the folks that you don't have to babysit at the Power Five level when they get to school give themselves the best chance to have success. And Mason Goldman doesn't need a babysitter. Um, I think he's committed. I think he goes about his business. He does his thing. I think he's competitive. And those are those are the kids that, that can function at a high level. You can't always need people to tell you good things and whisper in your ear and, and backpatch. You. Now, that doesn't hurt. Don't get me wrong. But you have to be able to gravitate and pass that when it, it's not going that way. And I definitely think that's a guy like Goldman. I, I think he kind of flies under the radar a little bit because of some of the other in-state studs like Maverick Noonan and, and – uh, and potentially Malachi Coleman and, and all these other guys that, that we talk about, Brock Knutson and uh, Mason Goldman's a really, really good player. Really yeah, it's been player. a great year for recruiting in-state talent and a little surprising, too, when you get a, a new coaching staff in there and, and just to see. Especially how- locally with a new guy, right? Right, yeah. Because they don't know, know any of these guys. Right. How quickly he, he, he sparked some sort of relationship with these kids. He's building a locally owned offensive line. You mentioned Goldman. Sledge is a part of that recruiting class. He's so good. You Gunner Gatala. You, you mentioned uh, Broccoli Cheddar from Scott's Blood, Scott's Bluff, excuse me. Um, and then you mentioned uh, Matchajack. 
and where he could lean. And I would venture to say that D-line probably puts uh, less competition in front of his face to where he could maybe find his way onto the football field quicker if he were to lean that direction over the ladder. But, uh, you know, it could get even better as the recruiting process goes on. But there are those names that you missed out on. There are those local guys that the old staff, um, you know, left a wound that couldn't be mended. And uh, you start with Zane Flores, and then you go to Ben Bramer. Uh, You mentioned Benny, uh, Cade McIntyre, Cade Piper. Like, there are other names out there. And, you know, you saw Travis Vokalek declare for the NFL draft yesterday. And not to say that there isn't a, a decent tight end core following Vokalek, but how about the loss of Ben Bramer now and a guy like Cade McIntyre now when you lose Travis Vokalek and you could have replaced him lickety-split? Yeah, that tight end room is going to be very, very interesting. And I think the thing that really spices it up is that that's Coach Satterfield's room. And uh, he'll work with those tight ends uh, along with being the offensive coordinator. So he'll get a firsthand look at, at, at what he wants those guys to do. And, and Borkature and a couple of these guys that have a little bit of experience uh, are going to have to really step up. We'll see what happens with Fedone and, and, and how he plays but uh, and what happens with his future there. But, yeah, they could use – just lost one to, to K-State yesterday that I know Nebraska was in the hunt for too. So I think, you know, like I said – and. These kinds of things, Andrew, it's not always going to be smooth sailing and you have some things that you've got to replace, but they do a really good job of, like you just take a look at the the charts and the scholarship distribution and where they are in each room. They're well aware um, of of what they need. Now they just got to go get it. And remember, this is just the early signing period they still got work to do and I said this yesterday and and I may continue to say this they can get their best offensive weapons until the middle of January last year and so there's still a lot of time for things to happen uh, over the next month and a half before February hits Excellent point. Our poll question of the day DB on the 15th day of portal miss Matt Rule sent to me you like that little I like that I like that Favorite commit. Is it Mason Goldman? Is it Jason Matchajack? I think that's what we settled on there. Um, or is it Prince Will Uman Mielin? Uman Mielin. I think I nailed that. Uman Mielin. And uh, right now, Uman Mielin is taking home 85 Well, well they're going to take the four-star edge rusher Drew down. Hey, but if you, if you take the Matt Rule approach here, maybe it's Matchajack or Goldman. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna have to give that some thought. You know what's you know what's kind of funny. You know who's been ridiculously quiet in this whole deal? Garrett Nelson. And what happens with a lot of questions uh, being asked on our show and beyond yeah. on social media? People wondering what's his status, what's going to take place. Uh, you know what? This is pure assumption, but I think he comes back to Nebraska. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be that'd be a heck of a shot case. in the arm. And how about this where, you know, and we kind of alluded to it the late last week or early last week when we talked about who I felt like the number one guy was that they needed to keep on the roster was Casey Thompson. Now, I know they've got – listen, they got Sims, 
It's fantastic talent. But I think Casey Thompson coming back um, and wanting to help these guys. Because remember I told you last week, he's a, he's a good teammate, right? Uh, sometimes he's, he's, so, he's such a good teammate. I think sometimes you look at him and you're like, are you real? Like, almost all your answers seem perfect. You're super measured. You got a little to the good. Russell Wilson in terms of encouraging your teammates. Not over the top like Les Ride. Um, I feel like you're talking about me here. It's just he's he's got a good feel of transition and what's going on in the program. I think he's a good sounding board for what was, what could be. He's got compare and contrast from the other school that he was at. Don't undersell the importance of Casey Thompson coming back to Nebraska. Uh, s- sneaky, but I think that's a. I think that's a. That's encouraging. I think that's encouraging. He knows. He knows this fan base. He knows this team. I know he he's got. He's got to get healthy. But man, like he gives you. He gives you comfort he gives you a little peace of mind which i think you always like as a coach well was it who are are we talking to yesterday um we were talking to Uh, one of our guests i can't remember if it was sam or uh you say it and i'll know um but what was the topic he he talked about how casey returning sam mccune coaching role sam mccune Sam McEwen yes. said Casey returning in a coaching role would almost be best for him, best for the team. And I thought to get a head start on that because you said he said he's ultimately going to be a coach one day. Yeah, that was, right. And that I was thought, Sammy wow, Mike. what a great point yeah. because everything that you just described there is a coaching mind. You you pluck that out of any any head coach's mind and 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 you you put it on paper and you can check every box in Casey Thompson's. Regard. Now, we'll see what happens with Hornsby, but if there are no more defections in the quarterback room, and that obviously is a, is a big if, how about the depth in the quarterback room right now with a healthy case of Tampson? I feel like Tamsin? it's been like that, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, maybe, not, maybe not in regards to, like, overall talent. Yeah. But there, there's been a lot of bodies. That's a fairly that deep. People that's have a, been talking about even even just last year. That's a fairly deep quarterback room. Well, I see. I think kind of just the opposite, though, Andrew. Just because, you know, I, I felt like Smothers wasn't getting a ton of respect. Remember the pra- the media practice that people went to, and people were kind of hating. And I was like, ah, yeah, hold on here a little bit. You know, it's there's a lot to see. Some of that was situational. Um, we weren't sure because there wasn't a healthy Purdy. He didn't get any real full experience snaps until fall camp. We wondered what was going on with Torres. The curious case of Henrik Harburg. I mean, I don't know, like, from – we had names. But remember, we had the Beatrice Gunslinger and Senek that was, like, lighting up the world. And, I, and I'm being serious when I say that. I, t- I told this story kind of off the cuff. I was just – I can't remember what I was doing. I was down there to practice or something, and, and I was talking to Coach Joseph, and I was getting ready to – oh, I was picking up some credentials, and I was getting ready to leave. And uh, he's like, hey, DB, you got to watch this kid spin it. So, you know, it kind of s- stuck around, and they're getting ready to go to an up-tempo drill. And it was on a Wednesday because the very next Thursday I was at a, I was at a speaking luncheon in Nebraska City. 
and we were just kind of shooting the breeze, and they were asking me about the quarterback situation. I was like, hey, I don't I don't know poop from Shinola, but I'll tell you, yesterday I watched a guy throw a football that I thought was pretty doggone good, and I think people kind of looked at me like I was crazy because that was even before Michigan. It was the week previous. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, especially if this staff is team development, which is what we've been hearing. And I'm Team DB when it comes to stories because yeah, I don't know. you've got all the inside scoops. <laughs> I got nothing. Lead, I got nothing. That lead to people sitting on the end of their radio dial, DB. Hey, like, oh, give me more. Give we me call, more. We call this a tease, but I'll blow your mind here in a second when we get to Nebraska basketball later on in the show. Be careful. We'll, be careful of the monarch. Whoa. I love to hear it. We'll be in. With more of that stuff next here on Hale Varsity Radio, it's Coffee and Cream.